This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to the podcast. I have such a special guest today. This podcast episode is very important because we're talking about the shifting financial paradigm. So none of this is financial advice, but I think this is such an important topic. You know, for me, it's interesting because I know what I get when I'm channeling and just tuning into the energies of what's been happening and what's coming and all of that. And then in combination with business coaching. For me, you know, there's just so much that was really interesting and rewarding with business coaching. But when you're having those kinds of conversations, you really dive a lot deeper, obviously, into money mindset and just learning more about how different people use their money or what people know about how to use their money. And I always feel like with finances and like taxes, I always just feel like, are we ever prepared to be adults? I'm not sure. Why are we not taught more about investments and things like that when when we're younger. And a lot of adults (laughs) are like running around just feeling completely blind. And I think even more so women who are shut out of a lot of these conversations or a lot of these talks around money and finances and investments and stocks, it can feel less approachable for women or we're just not presented with these conversations as much. For me, a lot of the growth opportunities have come from trying to learn more about it by putting myself into different masterminds and into different containers to learn about things that used to really scare me. I mean, when I first started my business, I I was straight out of college becoming an entrepreneur and it was very overwhelming for me just running my own business, but then also thinking about investments and stocks. And I was like, I can't even, I can't, I can't even can't even deal with it. (laughs) And I think a lot of women feel like that. And then for me, having different mentors and being in different masterminds taught me a lot about money and finances and just different advisors. But I just realized more and more from what I do working with people, just how many people feel totally blind in these areas. And especially with the changing financial landscape now, I think, you know, people are really waking up to, okay, I need to figure something out so I feel a little bit more stabilized. And what are all of the options? Nothing in here is like advice, but I think it's really helpful just to learn about different options. And that is why I wanted to have my friend Jennifer Pereira on the podcast today. Jennifer is co-founder, managing partner, and director at Celestial Group, which is a modern private equity firm leading the way in lifestyle investing, which we'll talk about in the episode, for the impact-focused woman of today. The goal of Celestial is to make merger and acquisition opportunities available, accessible, and relatable to women all over. So in plain language, Celestial finds, vets, and acquires profitable cash-flowing businesses alongside their community of women. Jennifer is a Forbes-featured entrepreneur. She is a seasoned three-times founder. She's a sought-after speaker, advisor, and consultant on futuristic business models and next-generation leadership, and you will feel that in this episode. I met Jennifer through a mastermind we were both in, and we just hit it off really quickly. And the thing that I've always loved about her is she is so forward thinking. I mean, she's a clear channel oracle and has that ability to see so far ahead and create something that hasn't been created before and bring it 
into the 3D here and make it so accessible. And when I learned about Celestial and what they were doing, it was exactly what I was looking for. I talk about this in the episode, but I was really looking for more opportunities to just buy businesses, but I didn't want to manage them all myself. And then I found out that Celestial was doing this, finding these cash flowing businesses that are already making money and then giving opportunities for women to put some money in and own part of that business and get the check and not have to do any of the management or any of the work. So really just moving money. And I think what's really important that a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize how really wealthy people get really wealthy, you know? And I think there's so much value in starting to read books and listen to podcasts and just learn about how the wealthiest people in the world have made their money. And I probably four or five years ago, started to really notice that a lot of the men in my life are really wealthy. And I would ask them questions and I realized, oh, they're all just moving money. And I'm like, how do you know where to move your money to though and make it work for you? And then I realized it's just being in the right circles, having the right conversations. And that's what Celestial is doing so that more women have access to those opportunities. I feel really passionately about this. Again, none of this is like advice, but the whole point is just to start to expand your mind around different ways to make your money work for you and different options out there. So many people just leave their money sitting in the bank or they realize I want to move it somewhere and they're overwhelmed with different investments, stocks, real estate, NFTs, crypto. And I think it's just helpful to learn about all the different options and you know feel into that for yourself talk to your own advisors. But either way, I wanted to bring this conversation forward with Jennifer because I love chatting with her about the financial paradigm shift that is possible, more passive income opportunities, especially for women, what it really means to shift wealth consciousness, our role as lightworkers amidst this shifting financial climate. I feel like wealth and money and honestly a lot of the more tangible conversations around money are so often left out of the spiritual conversation and I think that's because a lot of people who are in the spiritual conversations a lot of them aren't looking at this side of things and so I feel really passionately about like somebody who I like to think I'm like very grounded in many ways and I know I'm woo woo and channeling and talking to the guides all of that but we have to start bridging this we can't just be like talking about concepts and never bringing it into the physical of what does this look like in our lives? Like, what are the tangible next steps? And I just feel like these conversations around money and around receiving and around circulating money, like money is our is our biggest healer. It is the place where if you do healing work around money, everything else starts to shake itself out. Like if you want to heal your relationship with the masculine, with the feminine, with your body, health, relationships, love. Like if you go to money first, that will show you everywhere you need to look. I mean, I could go off, right? (laughs) I have a lot of offers around this. If you want to check out the manifestation activation set around manifesting money specifically, that's a great one or abundance accelerator, just getting into the energies underneath money, circulation, wealth, receiving abundance. This is so important for the healing that we're here to do and the expansion we're here to do to really step into our next level. And if you identify as somebody who wants to be a part of this paradigm shift, be a part of supporting everybody and stepping into a higher level of consciousness, being an example of that, we have to start looking at our relationship with money and with receiving and with circulating money, with wealth, with abundance. I just think these are some of the most important conversations 
that we can have. I know you guys are going to love this conversation with Jennifer. She is just one of my favorite souls in the world. I could talk to her for hours and just the light she holds, the energy she brings, like you will feel it. Whenever she talks, I get full body chills. Jennifer and her business partner, Camilla, are just doing incredible things. I truly adore them and appreciate them so much because I feel like they're really opening up this space that it's just so necessary what they're doing. And I don't know anybody else who is doing this or making this so accessible to women. You don't need to have hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting in the bank. Uh, to explore options like this. And I think that's a really common misconception. Well, at least, you know, from the conversations I have had in the past with women in, in business settings, and I hear some of the things people say, and I think there's just a lot of misconceptions around what it looks like. So if you want to learn more about Celestial, you can go to wearecelestial.com. That's where you can learn about the community and apply to join there. Application is just so they can get to know you a little bit more. And then for the more company side of things, you can go to celestialgroup.co. The show notes will have all of the links that you need to learn more about Celestial and to connect with Jennifer personally. So you can check those out, but I'm excited to dive in. So without further ado, here is the amazing Jennifer Pereira. For so much of my life, I felt so held back by my severe anxiety. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder when I was young. I had a clinical depression for most of my life. Then as I got older, I started dealing with multiple chronic illnesses and I had so many aches and pains and I was inflamed. I couldn't sleep through the night. My hormones are super out of balance. And that is when I found Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. And I'm very serious when I tell you this has been a miracle product for me. And I don't say that lightly. When I find something that I love that really works, that is super high quality, I stick with it. And I've been using Ned for years, pretty much since the company started. I was so suspicious of CBD early on. Plus, whenever I hear about things that have so many health benefits, I'm, I tend to be suspicious, let's be honest. But The market has become so saturated. And the thing is that most of the CBD companies out there will source their hemp from industrial farms in China. So you want to be careful where you buy your CBD from because low quality CBD can have unwanted effects and or you could just be throwing your money down the drain. So you want to watch out for sourcing, inflammatory oils, all of that stuff. And that is why I love Ned. All of Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. Their products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil will support the body's endocannabinoid system, which offers support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance, which I think most of us can use. It really is an all-in-one product. When I started using Ned, my inflammation went away. All of my joint pain and aches went away that I was dealing with for most of my life. I stopped having anxiety. I was able to sleep through the night. My hormones balanced. I got my period back after it was missing for four years. It really has been a game-changing product, and I cannot go a day without it. And my latest obsession from Ned is their new de-stress blend. This is incredible. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon, so it tastes super good. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. 
plus the ashwagandha, which we know is amazing for regulating our cortisol response, plus cinnamon, a prebiotic that tastes amazing, and cardamom, also so yummy, that also helps to regulate cortisol. There are no natural flavors or fillers or inflammatory oils like a lot of other CBD companies. It's just the purest full-spectrum hemp oil. So if you want to try the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that I love and trust, I have a special offer for the Christina and the Channel audience. Every order over $40 will qualify for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. Go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter Christina at checkout to take advantage of the offer. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. And I just want to say thank you to Ned for sponsoring the program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. So I like to start every podcast with a few questions to help my audience get to know you. Are you ready? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. First one is, how do you like to start your day? What's your morning ritual like? Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm an action taker. So I leap out of bed and I'm ready for my day. I don't sit around. It doesn't surprise me. (laughs) No, no, there's no like kumbaya, like green juice, like big routine. I, to be honest, I don't have a morning routine and that always kind of shocks people, but I like to have a focus for my day and jump into either what makes me feel amazing or get into my productivity. Like I just tackle it. Mm. Yeah. So you like jump out of bed and you, you either get to work or what's something that makes you feel amazing? Like yeah, what would I, that be? I jump out of bed and I wander lazily over to my shower. And so if, if I was going to like break down the routine, it all happens in there cleansing, preparing, praying, all of that happens in there with the flow of the water. By the time I come out, it's like hair, makeup, camera ready, like ready to really face the day. And so I actually spend an inordinate amount of time on how I look and feel versus doing actual ritualistic things. So it's not that like is a ritual though. Yeah. Don't you think? Yep. Like for me, people always like to make a comment about my makeup and I'm like, this is my me time. This is my like ritual of getting myself ready for what I'm stepping into for the rest of the day. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a powerful ritual. Yeah. You show up differently, you know, for sure. We're, we're both like, you know, heavy on the simulation theory. So (laughs) this is my avatar. Like I'm putting on my game face, literally it's my, it's my game face. I really don't think of it as a mask in any way. It's I'm preparing my best foot forward for how I intend to be in service that day, which is always as big as possible. It, it definitely is as big as possible. Is what I love about you. <laughs> big hair, do, don't care. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And realistic. I have found like, I either like to have an aggressive morning routine, like a very long whole situation that could take up half my day, or I just want to jump up and get to it. Like I just get into it because I'm excited about what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay. great. Well, yeah. Christina, I mean, all things considered, right? I'm a Taurus. So mm-hmm. if I'm sleeping in and taking half the day with my morning routine, then for sure that's going to happen on a Sunday because I will sink yeah. in and do nothing like a slug because <laughs> it's needed. That's that's very true. Very, very Taurus. <laughs> very yeah. Taurus of us. Okay. Needed. Love that. Next is product you're really into. So it could be a beauty product. It could be food supplement. It could be a crystal. It could be anything like physical that you're really loving. Oh, this is great. I didn't realize that I was going to get to give a plug 
yeah, give to a, a company that has no idea, but I'd love to plug Four Sigmatic and their protein shakes. Uh, oh. They have a superfood protein shake that is primarily mushroom based, but it's not just one or two like chaga or reishi. They've got a whole whack of them in there, plus ashwagandha, plus elithero, like all of the things. And it literally is like a superfood smoothie and it keeps me going. There you go. What else do you put in it? Uh, I usually throw in some Greek yogurt. I don't do almond milk, I, although I did for a long time. And then maybe just a piece of fruit, whether it's blueberries, strawberries, and then water. Perfect. There you go. What, what? Why don't you do almond milk anymore? I'm kind of on like the conspiracy train. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> discerning whether or not I still am friendly with the almond. Like yeah. it's just not. I'm still in the discernment process. So if I feel like it, I have it, but I've removed it from the daily go-to. So if yeah. I want it or crave it, I absolutely do as I want, but it's no longer like the fridge staple. I'm the same. That's yeah. why I was just asking. Right. So there we go. Yeah. The, and I know, and I'm also almond. still, I'm like, is the oat milk factory a lie as well? Like, I'm just like, oh God. Okay. <laughs> oat milk has always been a hard no for me. Like yeah, okay. from the beginning, I never even fell into that, but yeah, I never thought I'd be not stocking up on the almond milk, but here mm -hmm. we are. So. Yeah. And for all of our listeners, I mean, do as you want. Like I'm not saying yeah. I'm anti-almond milk. I'm just saying I'm, I'm messing with it a lot less these days. Yeah. I'll, I'll put Greek yogurt in and that makes it beautifully smoothly and creamy. And then I know I'm getting my protein. Yeah, totally. Okay. Love that. There you go. A little plug. Okay. Next is, well, we already kind of touched on it. Uh, human design, energy type and profile. Oh boy. <laughs> So manifesting generator, saying it loud and saying it proud. I am an emotional authority and I'm a four, six profile. So the regal authority, opportunistic role model. Very four, six, <laughs> very four, six. And then what about your astrology big three? So it depends. So regular standard Western tropical, we are Taurus, sun, Leo, moon, Sagittarius rising and unvedic astrology on the Capricorn rising. So oh. either way, I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. I could, I mean, I can see both of those for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel it's like more one more than the other? I relate to my Vedic astrology and the Sag rising more, but that's because I'm so exploratory and traveling by nature and just the archer, like shooting for the stars is very natural to who I am. But I get the Capricorn rising too, because everyone, when they meet me, they're like, oh, you should really show up as a Capricorn, like the boss of the Zodiac. And I, I kind of start, I'm like, to, I don't know if I'm resembling or resenting that comment at this point. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I don't really have any earth in my chart. And I feel like mm. I, some people would think that I, I would be like a Virgo or a Cap. And I don't have any of that. So. Okay. I does get that surprise it. you? It does and it doesn't. Like I understand where your extraordinary and exceptional ability comes from knowing that and just the relationship that we have. It makes sense how you're so available to be with spirit in such a graceful way. And I also understand your journeys with the body, the journey with food, because you really need to work that little bit harder to have your feet on the ground. And mm -hmm. it's imperative that you do. Otherwise, your nervous system's not going to hold the work that you're doing. So I get it. Whereas I'm all earth. So they're just talking yeah. to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. I, have to, I have to work hard to keep these feet down. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm here. Oh my God, I love it. All right. So last little question in this series is, what is a topic you are really interested in right now? It could be something you are learning about, something you're just thinking about, you're pondering, like what has been on your mind a lot? 
oh my God, this is so boring and I love it. I am pondering e-commerce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pondering how turnkey automation can make women's lives better and easier. Tell me more. Yeah. So, I mean, you know that I'm heavily money focused and I'm excited to dive into all the prosperity topics and like, you know, the keys and codes and all the funny spiritual language that we used to describe the amount of abundance that's possible in our realms. And I'm really digging and diving deep into how e-commerce is a channel for that because not only of the creator ability and people setting up these automated businesses, but us as women investing into things that we don't necessarily need to understand at the level that our estrogen safety constantly wants us to, because it's automated and running on its own. And so how can we take, you know, the distortion of being afraid of AI and things that are automated and um, create channels in which it's serving us in a greater way and multiplying? I think that's the biggest block, right? Is the, like, I don't understand it. So I'm scared of it. Yep. Right. And I think even, even in this conversation, everybody listening, like you don't need to get overwhelmed. I uh, always have to have Jennifer (laughs) dumb it down for me (laughs) as much as possible. So I know you happily will, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And it's not even that it's the experience of elevation by being exposed to something in a way that's really safe. Like no one understands that feminine need for safety better than I do. And you just need to trust that as someone that has burnt out, had an enormous corporate career, has worked with psychedelics. Like I have studied the nervous system and that feminine need for safety in a, in a very real way over a very long time. So we didn't land here by accident. No. And, and I want to, can we dive more into that? Like, have you always been very comfortable with, I'll say money topics and like this whole world, has it always been an interest or is that something you moved into? You could tell just even by my smile and like listeners on the pod can't see my smile. I hope you can hear it. No, I like grew up as poor as dirt, like dirt, dirt, dirt poor in the Canadian experience, which is very unusual. Um, You know, Canada in general is, is quite socialist and generally people do quite well economically across all scales. Um, But I was an immigrant child of parents that migrated in the 80s. And so if you're old enough to recall or you've heard stories from your parents, that was a very economically depressed time. So it was already difficult for, you know, the average middle class. So now we're lower class as newcomers don't understand. And you add the complexity of just being full-blown recession and the availability of resources. So I know that I'm very much in the money energy that I'm in today because of being a have not. So it's very, it's very real for me. Yeah. Well, so then what was, what was the path to getting here? (laughs) A whole lot of learning, Uh, trial and error, many different careers, but it's also just the manifesting generator path of skipping along and seeing what happens in life and responding. So Mm -hmm. to make a long story short and yet still compelling, it's the realization through the ascension, like really taking in all the wisdom that financial sovereignty and freedom is actually the greatest way to bring safety into the feminine nervous system because it means freedom and choices and that us being able to move freely to decide things for ourselves is the number one thing that I didn't have. And so it's the number one thing that I sought out. And I would go down many different paths and channels seeking that through different jobs, through different relationships, through different artistic abilities, just being creative, period. And it would only ever leave me being more insecure, right? Because that which we're constantly seeking is only showing where we're lacking it. Desire itself implies not having, right? And so really being deep inside that realization of like, okay, what does it actually look like to be safe and secure as a human in this realm? What does that mean? 
And it boils down to uh, resilience around resources. I think it's such an important conversation because especially in the spiritual space, right? I feel like there's so much bypassing over, like we don't need money. And it's like, it's actually, <laughs> I can't. as you're saying core. Yeah, I can't even, right? Like it's core <laughs> to us feeling safe and in our bodies, like our nervous systems need to feel safe. And I feel like that's the huge gap, like where people are missing the mark in the spiritual space is this whole, like, I mean, I, I understand that if I zoom out of like, do I need anything? No, right? But if I'm in this experience, in this video game, and having resources allows me to do X, Y, and Z and spread more light and help more people, then, and, and like feel safe and secure, right? And then how how much better can I show up for everybody else? Then Boom. yeah, money is a really fucking important conversation. Boom. So what That's was my the... second favorite F, by the way, like alongside finances. So thank you for reminding me. It doesn't have to be as family friendly a show. No, it doesn't. It, this is a polarizing topic. And I think the more that we can be very real about it, the more that we can help. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the words that you said and what happens when women have money. You said the more we can uplift others, the more we can help others. So why do we think of the other? If we're really inside our spirituality, you're really not fucking around. You're really not joking about your time here on the realm you know that you are the other. So if you're not spending your time literally up-leveling yourself as that blueprint and the living template of possibility and the fullness of your incarnation, then you're still just playing around and kicking rocks. Very true. Very literally, true. You're literally, you're actually taking the species backwards. When did that <laughs> realization set in for you? Um, in truth, it was inside my coaching practice, which bloomed into... <laughs> the Bloom Institute, uh, working with women in a psychedelic capacity, not just in serving me medicine, but in taking them through a methodology that I developed called the Bloom Method, where we did that inner child work, that shadow work, and really looked at leaders fully being in their light. It's like luminosity for light leaders and all that's needed there, you know, soft skills, hard skills, all of the things. And when you take people that are in leadership positions and you introduce the concept of healing to their life, what I found was, okay, great. They're now at a, another uh, rung on the ladder or one step forward in their resilience and their ability. But every single woman, no matter what the trauma is, they, we all have unique stories inside the tapestry, but it always boiled down to, I'm not good enough. Like you can look at guilt, shame, resentment, all of the things in the lower vibrational scale that we experience, but it always shows up as the pain of separation, which is, I'm not good enough. And beyond that, I'm not good enough then came, okay, what can we do about that? And every single time, every leader lacked mentorship and they lacked money. So they all had great ideas. They were all extremely capable, highly intelligent business leaders in their own right. So not just coaches, like I wasn't a coach that was coaching coaches. It's tech leaders, CEOs, people in healthcare, other therapists, for example, every single time they knew what their soul's purpose was. They were now ready to actualize it. Two missing ingredients, mentorship, money. So... If you want me to keep riffing on that, it then became, we know that the key to psychedelic work is integration. And I love talking about psychedelic work because it's really no different than what we're experiencing inside the spiritual process or ascension. It's just you're internal to the psyche and where you're learning it. You don't have to do plant medicines to relate to this conversation. Anyone that's relating to ascension anyway knows what I mean. Breath work can take you there. Like there's a lot of things. Your practices with the high is a very similar feeling and experience. And so the key is integration and we confuse integration, but integration is action with intention that keeps that magic in your life alive. So now that you have the awareness, what are you doing with it? 
And there's the pain of growth as you go from who you were to who you're becoming now that you have the learning. And so this is where those realizations came in of the mentorship and money being what's needed because that's what made the soul's purpose actually possible in the physical embodiment for them. They need tools here in this realm. 100%. I mean, every single person who comes in, like, and <laughs> what rich people who come in to see me, right? People who have a lot of money, they still, when they're coming into me often are still feeling like I don't have enough resources. Yeah. Right. Like, isn't that what caps us all? Right. It's like, yeah. oh, if I only had this, then I would do that. Right. And what are all the things in your life that you're saying once I have this amount of money? then I'll do that. Or like, mm. you know, we had this conversation and I'm like, screw this. I want to, I want to just meditate all day and get paid for it. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, I've got something for you. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, I've got something for you. And abundance is, I mean, if you're, you know, five to 600 episodes along in Christina's world, you know, that abundance is way beyond just money. So I'm for sure on the green juice train. I'm for sure on the pumping up your mitochondria on the sunlight, on the vitamin D, like all of that is in here and that's where it starts. But that next rung on the ladder is really looking at global problems at a global scale and wanting to be part of a mass movement to making that change. And it's one person at a time. So I'm looking to enable the 99%. And I know that our Healy Feely spiritual community is moving a lot of cash and isn't really sure how to steward it. And stewarding is being a philanthropist. And thinking that big is scary. But it's actually the easiest thing I've ever done. It doesn't have to be scary. <laughs> no, it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Like once I just dived in and did what I thought was hard, I realized how what we say that we're living in a distortion, this realm is a distortion, how much that is actually true. Because the action itself was simpler than the readiness, preparation, and belief that it took me to just take the step. Yes, 100%. But okay, before we get down that rabbit hole, because this yeah. is going to lead us down the whole rabbit hole, I want to go back to when you're saying like leaders missing or needing money and mentorship. Mm -hmm. With the mentorship piece, was that because they, they didn't know they needed it, so they weren't seeking it out, or there just weren't mentors for them? Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. I mean, you and I have both been in really high ticket masterminds together and we know what it took to gather the resources to even get there. Right. And, and whether it's time, money, effort, cost, all of the things that we put into the equation to, to be in the right rooms with the right people. You don't know that you need to be in the right rooms with the right people. If no one ever told you that that's a key in your ascension process. Yes. So if you're hanging out with your same old friends, doing the same old things in your town, you're having the same conversations and therefore your programming and what's showing on your mental movie is just deepening the groove in your brain, the mental model of what's possible, which remains a very limited worldview. So no, women don't know that they need mentors. They don't know that they should surround themselves by people that either scare the shit out of them or inspire them to such a degree that they start to shift. It's like being around friends that are fit and healthy. Yeah. Just by osmosis, you're going for walks rather than sitting around and or making different eating choices because of the influence. So I started to surround myself with people that actually also understood affluence. Whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. And yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up because I was actually thinking about this last night. I don't really know why. I was just laying there thinking about like, what, what are the things I wish I knew when I first started my business? And yeah. one of the big dumb moments was, I mean, I was 
like grinding, hustling, trying to like make friends with everybody. And I would look at people in my industry who clearly were all in like a clique, like, you know, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I want to be in that group. I was like, I want to be in that group. I want to like, you know, be invited to those places. I like, I wanted to be in that group and I tried really hard. And then I felt like a dumbass when I realized, oh, they're all in the same mastermind. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, and I realized, oh, like when I did start to pay to be in rooms, that is when things changed, you yeah. know? And like, Diversity. and I, I felt so naive of like, I didn't realize that, you know, and then just the caliber of person I was around in the way they were thinking. And this is like the number one, if you want to shift your wealth consciousness, you need to start hanging out with different people. Like mm-hmm. my income had its biggest leap when there's a moment and I decided I'm not hanging out with anybody who makes less money than me. I'm not hanging out with anybody who has any type of scarcity mindset, like in not just money, right. In general. And that meant at the time, cause I was young, right. I'm like, well, I'm hanging out with people who are much, much older than me at this point. Uh, but when I started doing that, it was a very radical shift. And that is when my income completely changed. I saw the world in a different way because I was in mm-hmm. elevated conversations and around very different energy so that I could calibrate up. Yeah. It, that just reminds me how blessed I am and how privileged I am to know you because of that reflection inside the hologram. Like I, I'm proud of my age and I'm happy to state it and shout it from the rooftops everywhere I go. Like I'm 39. And if you think that, you know, Christina's in her twenties at the time of this recording, you know, that, that reflection that, you know, we're all one and and she's me just observing this from a different vantage point. I'm so happy that the ancestors of the future are the younger generation and that you're already realizing this and that we're inside these circles because it's not always easy and it takes a great amount of courage and, I'm constantly reconciling inside myself and my own heart, not leaving behind the people that I love dearly and instead doing everything I can to bring them along. Like every two steps forward I take, okay, how can we reach a hand back and bring our sisters with us every time? Knowing that each person is on their path and their soul has its own contract and they're doing their thing in their own timing, but not forgetting ever to turn around. Like a meme or something that I share very often is, Instead of striving to be a look at me girl, how about being a come with me girl? And I think that's very important. And if you're really talking about ascension and helping the collective, that we need all hands on deck in a very serious way. And you know what serious is in my world? Fuck ton of fun. <laughs> Laugh as much as possible. Why? Because joy, closest vibration to enlightenment. We're not laughing, we're doing it wrong. Oh my gosh. 100%. Well, thank you. <laughs> I feel privileged to know you too. I'm so grateful for you. I adore you. Yeah. And I think, you know, with that, it, it's like, it goes both ways. Right. So, and we'll s- circle back into this. Uh, for me, I had to realize like, I, I'm not going to wait until people would tell me like, Oh, well, when you hit this point in your career, when you're this age, and I'm like, why can I not do that when I'm 21? Yeah. Like, why not? You know, because yeah. I was like pushing to be there when I was 21, when I was 22, with people much older than me, um, and that's just continued. And it's like, it doesn't matter where you're at right now. Act from the future version of you. Yes. <laughs> Think from the future version of you. Yes. Like That's how we bridge. That's how we bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's by being the bridge. Because then all your selves merge in the hologram when that head and heart coherence really happens. So there, when we say fake it till you make it, it's like, well, there's levels to this shit. Like, it's not about faking it. It's about believing it so hard you become it. Because there just yeah. is no other option. Like if you're resting your laurels on plan B, plan A is not going to happen. So if you're not living it, breathing it, wearing it, talking it, striving yeah. it, all the things, right? And then, yeah. 
our favorite thing too is when we say like hanging out in the tension and you're like the sexual tension between me and my desires because <laughs> there has ever it. been a more true statement like that's literally creative like life force at work though though <laughs> though it really is it really is well this leads like I think let's let's talk about what triggered you to start celestial and what that is yeah sure so I first actually got some media recognition and had some beautiful write-ups done about wanting to start a fund. And so for people that don't know what that is, that's code word for an investment fund. So raising money from investors to go out and invest in either a cause or a business um, under the name Bloom Fund. And then I found myself in a women's investment circle out of New York called Eve Wealth. And at the time I was all rah-rah about psychedelics. That was my primary line of business. And I wanted to raise a fund to fund medicine keepers, ecology, climate change, like just all of the things that are near and dear to my heart. And that's still happening. But of course, in the earth realm, it's like you make plans and then God laughs at you and you're reminded that you're here to execute the creator's plan, right? So inside that circle, uh, the founder of that circle said to me, Jennifer, you need to speak to this woman, Camilla. She's advising on psychedelic companies, but I have a feeling of something greater and you two need to talk. So Camilla and I get on a call to talk. She's doing like fundraising consulting for a psychedelic company. She's now my co-founder, but she's like an award-winning entrepreneur out of Scandinavia and the Nordics that I can never say enough about. So blessed to walk alongside her on this path. Shout out Camilla Lasting right now on the podcast. Um, and just her brilliance was so obvious to me on the call. And she immediately understood what I was doing. I immediately understood what she was doing. And we recognized that the call was not actually about that company at all. It was just the unifying force so we could get on Zoom. So she reached out and said, do you want to talk again tomorrow about our own things? I said, absolutely, yes. We got on first thing in the morning, spent eight hours, canceled all of our other calls and meetings that day. Like It suddenly was the most impressing or pressing need to have this conversation because we realized that we were dreaming the same dream. And we both had full body chills of understanding how much bigger what we originally thought was happening actually was and what was trying to come through us. So from there, Celestial Group was born. She had um, an educational platform called Celestial Academy, teaching on all of the things that we're talking about here. And I had the fund component, the investment mechanism. So when we brought the two together, it's like, well, let's form a group an actual investment group and create financial services and products that relate to the women of today, but also the women of tomorrow and really bringing futurism into action in a way that's accessible and relatable and can move people to action because we can't rely on the systems as they are knowing they won't exist. And who's doing anything about it in a way that actually is advocating for women? No one, as far as I could see. And I was in top level mastermind groups, as I just told you, out of New York, and they still didn't give a shit. So there's a lot of rah-rah about female founders. There's no rah-rah about female investors. And I really started asking why. And now we're here. <laughs> and, and now we're here. Yeah. So can you explain, can you share the story about uh, the person you were dating? <laughs> like like what you re like what you saw happening there because that for yeah. me was like I was like okay that that clicks yeah a lot of people love this story so I think I probably need to tell it more often okay. um I was dating someone working in the sports agent field for quite some time serious relationship and the reason that I predicate that it's a serious relationship is that I had visibility into the day-to-day -day motions and business dealings of someone at that level of exposure to wealth. 
Okay. So professional athletes of the highest degree on the world stage, their agents and, and what they do for them and how they advocate for them. And what I saw as I was building my own company was the disparity and the enormous delta, like the river between what is accessible to someone like a professional athlete and the average regular person who actually might have some money and the doors that open for the two, just by the very nature of what the contract that they have enables them to do. And so what I found was when these players get these contracts assigned to them, the first thing that their agent or investment manager does is goes out and buys them a business, buys them a pizza hut, buys them a Papa John's, buys them a whatever. And I was like, that's interesting. Why not stocks? Why not bonds? Why not high yield savings accounts? Why not 401ks? Why not Roth IRAs? Why not pension plans? Because I'm learning about all these things, you know, and immersing myself in a very corporate investor investment banker way around all of it and looking at going, why that? And I started to see very clearly, not through conversation with him because he didn't help me at all. <laughs> so again, there's like have not. It's, it's so fascinating. The disparity and what really the secret of the ultra wealthy is, is that they own assets. They control assets. They own shit. They own stuff. Like the Rockefeller family. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, right? Like the Freemason fuckery. <laughs> yeah, say it. <laughs> takes out a whole bunch of life insurance policies. Comes to America, takes out a whole bunch of life insurance policies. A topic none of us know anything about. And life insurance policies is like a whole other thing that we need to riff on and that we're going to intro inside Celestial. Cashes them out, starts buying up businesses, starts buying up assets. So why doesn't the average American or just average global citizen know that owning a business is a pathway to having money or freedom or sovereignty or just literally an asset that you can now leverage or take loans against or borrow against and have cash flow from? It's it's the secret of the ultra wealthy is that you need to own assets. And so we inside Celestial are taking up Wall Street, taking on Wall Street by buying up Main Street. So we literally go out and buy businesses and we put women as owners of those businesses. You don't have to operate. You don't have to run it. You don't have to know anything about it. We go out and do all of the legal due diligence, all of the vetting. We literally from A to Z do what all the investment bankers do and we acquire assets. But we are the only firm that I know of in the world that are making those assets available to the common person. Yeah, which is literally my like you he had answered my prayers you know we had <laughs> talked about this and just sharing like from my perspective I feel like I had a very classic like look you just don't know that people do that you don't know no. that's an option and I think about you know growing up starting my own business and really and then my first aha is like wait I have to get out of trading time for dollars how am I going to yes. make enough money to live in fucking California with, with this right I, I got to scale somehow and then you start I start doing like you know different versions of scaling within within my company and starting other companies, but then I'm, I'm working more and I'm starting other businesses. Cause I'm like, Oh, I need more revenue, but then I'm running all the businesses. And I'm like, well, now I'm just tired. <laughs> right now I'm just tired. And then you look at things like, Oh, I get why people have real estate empires. So like, what are ways I can make actual passive income? Because right. making an ebook is an actual passive income. Let me tell right. you. <laughs> right. And then you start to look at all of these people who just invest. Right. And yeah. for me, by that, by that point, when I really started you know, what's interesting is honestly, just intuitively, intuitively for me personally, I have just always had a very off feeling about investment, like investment stocks. Like my, my yes. guys are always just like, no, 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 no. Um, and Same. then, and then with different accountants I've worked with, 
in the past, you know, first was the very basic, like buy the book person. Next person I talked to was like, you know, you could take out this life insurance thing. You could do yeah. that. And I'm like, wait, people do this. She's like, yeah, that's how rich people do it. Right. right. And then I get to another accountant and he's telling me all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what people, this, like, there are all these loopholes, right. Mm -hmm. That people don't know about, but then also there are ways to make more money that are just easier and very legit. And then that's when I found it was Cody Sanchez and I'm following her and I'm like, this makes sense. Yep. Like buy boring businesses. And I was like, I want to yes. do that, but I don't want to manage it. And I don't want to operate it. <laughs> and I want, and we talked about this. I'm like, I just want more, more money. Cause I want to make a retreat center. And I want to, you know, all the other products, so products I want to start the different companies I want to start. And I'm like, I just need more cash flow to do all of this mm -hmm. because I have the vision. Right. And I'm thinking about buying a boring business, but I don't want to deal with all the logistics because yeah. I'm too quad ride and fuck that. <laughs> and then here you come and you're like, oh, well, we handle everything. Like literally all it is, is I funnel some money that's just <laughs> sitting in my fucking bank account doing nothing for me. Right. And just put it somewhere else. And now it's actually working for me. And somebody right. else is managing all of the operations. And you know, we're laughing our way through this as we should be because we just finished saying joy is closest to enlightenment, but there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that it took to come to these realizations and the generational imprints that were actually changing by doing this work. And I'm so grateful that you brought up Cody Sanchez because she's definitely one of my greatest teachers. And it was, okay, how can we take that and then make it even easier and more accessible and relatable for women to participate? Because she's I'd say one of the best on the planet at the moment when it comes to really teaching and making digestible how to buy a business. And inside that container, you're still on your own. So it really does suit the owner operator, you know, individual person that's wanting to put food on their table, you know, for their family and or build their empire, but it's still you. And so we're looking at the micro unit of each person inside this fractal and saying, well, if many of us play together, we can impact in greater ways. There's also the tangible real effects of keeping businesses open, keeping people employed, you know, satisfying that philanthropic need or, or that need to nurture a uh, community that women have by participating in things like this. And the fact that it is very legitimate really feels like us being so delusional that we can literally invert the distortion. Like that's, it was so, it's honestly, Christina, it's been so easy that it's ridiculous. And that's why people don't do it because we're made to believe that it's hard. It is officially fall and then it's going to be winter, my favorite time of year. I am not your classic San Diego resident. I know everybody here loves the sun and I'm the weird person who wants the rain. Anyway, I love a gloomy, cloudy day. It's all about the vibe. And you know what the best part of fall is? Organifi pumpkin spice gold comes out. It is here, everyone. Do not sleep on this. Get to it. I know this time of year, we all, you know, love to have the whole vibe. Pumpkin spice latte, hot cocoa, but all of that stuff is filled with so much sugar, so much crap, so many artificial ingredients. This is where Organifi comes into play. So I always love having Organifi Gold before I go to sleep just to help me wind down, rest, relax. It has so many incredible ingredients to help the body calm down, get into relaxation mode. There's reishi mushroom, which is amazing for grounding and relaxation. Turkey tail, which is great for the immune system and digestive health. 
magnesium, which is one of the most important minerals in the body that supports relaxation and recovery. Lemon balm, also known as the calming herb, which is amazing for supporting sleep. Plus all of those yummy warming spices like ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, you know, it just tastes like fall. So regular gold is amazing. And now we have pumpkin spice on the scene, hot on the scene, fresh off the press, only available this time of year. So stock up. These are my two favorite ways to drink pumpkin spice gold. One, put a scoop into some hot water and then add some nut milk in there. You don't need the nut milk, but I do like a little extra creaminess. And you've got a delicious, yummy, warm beverage that relaxes you. And during the holidays, that's not just a nighttime thing. That's like you wake up and you need some gold to calm you down before you go to family dinner. You know what I mean? The next favorite way, pumpkin spice latte slash not a latte. Okay. Option one, do your coffee or espresso, whatever you do. Hot water, put a scoop of pumpkin spice gold in there, add in your nut milk, froth it up. Extra credit if you froth the nut milk with the gold. You've got a pumpkin spice latte without all of the extra crap in it. Delicious. Or you know what I love to do? One scoop of pumpkin spice gold, a scoop of vanilla protein, the complete protein from Organifi, and then nut milk. Blend it up and have it as a drink, add ice, or just put a little bit of water and make protein pudding. I just gave you four fall recipes. There you go. This is about to change your life. So go to Organifi.com slash CTC. That code CTC will get you 20% off of your Organifi order. You can stock up on all of the fall must-haves. Drink your PSL while you're watching Hocus Pocus 2, while you're watching Harry Potter. It's that time of year. Again, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash CTC. That code CTC will get you 20% off. And be sure to tag me on social media when you make any of those recipes I just shared. There is truly nothing better than fall vibes, pumpkin spice energy with Organifi. Can we dive into that? Because I yes, think that's like one the of the most, that's one of the most important pieces with, because I feel like if I think about what's the block to saying yes to something like this, it's all of the healing that has to be done. Our relationship with with money, with what we think working is, like trust issues, sister wounds too. You know, yeah. and I I will I think that's another part of it. Like I think about I've been in many different masterminds and just outside of masterminds. Uh I feel this. There's a lot of fake, like, yeah, women support women. I'm like, you guys are full of shit. Like I can I'm psychic. I can tell when you're living from jealousy and like it's tit for tat. Like we got to We got to heal that shit. <laughs> you are my fucking favorite. <laughs> You're full of shit. Well, and I say this all the time. Our business yeah. exists to part the seas on bullshit because the healing is inside the relationship. It's not going to happen by you staying in isolation and in fear and doing your work one-to-one -one with your therapist and healer and then not taking the action. The healing happens in the commitment of the yes and in the devotion to the up level. It's the taking of the step that's hard is the healing because mm -hmm. then your nervous system is now in an energy of something entirely different. And so that's how you shift states, literally like shifting state. Yes. <laughs> yes. Including like that moment, the first time you put money into a business, right? Or you like put money into it. Like for me, and I've said this, it's just, I'm not giving financial advice at all. I'm just saying for yeah. me personally, like I want to put all of my money in physical assets. Um, I'm not personally, I know you're way more into this than me, but like the, like crypto NFT stuff, I'm a little more like, I don't know for me personally, mm -hmm. uh, physical assets feels very, 
maybe it's because I have no earth in my chart. <laughs> to it. be honest, you know what I, I mean? Because we have so many places to put our money. Yeah. Uh, and I think especially that was one of the biggest gifts in the last few years. If I never really thought about all, all of this very seriously until you start realizing, oh, the, the banks like don't have money. Yeah. And then I have all of this sitting in the bank. And for a long time, I mean, I was taught that. Like I was taught just like, make sure you have a lot of savings. Like that was just all I knew. So yeah. then you think, oh, just the more savings you have, the better. And I know a lot of people, I know you do with a lot of money in the bank savings and it's just sitting there. And how people get wealthy is they put that to work for them, right? Yes. But then you think about even people who maybe don't have as much in their savings. What Are you just going to let it sit there? Or well, are you going to turn it into something that can work for you and bring more to yeah. you? Even if you don't understand inflation, even if you don't understand the mathematics of it, I think everyone can understand that the fact that the cost of existing is now higher proportionally. So each year that you are alive, having money sitting savings means that you're actually creating a negative balance. Like it literally is going down each day that it stays there. Because if you've only gained like 10 cents on $10,000 or a hundred thousand or whatever that savings account is paying you, but existing outside of it, should you withdraw that money and go to like McDonald's or Sephora or whatever to use it, it's worth less than when you put it in there. And it's like, this is such a basic factor of economics that is going over everyone's head. And I am frightened by that and also thrilled at the opportunity. I, I mean, we're just not taught it, you know, yeah. like we're just really not taught it. Can you explain like what the like it, the benefit is of having something in a physical asset, like in a business? Yeah, financially. And I also want to clarify. So let's like really go into the whole thing. So I'm not talking startups, and I'm not talking about taking risks on potential. Yeah. I'm talking established businesses that already exist that you can go back 12, 18 months, you know, maybe 36 years, however long. Like the car wash on the corner has existed, or an e-com business. Like I'm really heavy into e-com right now. So. They have profit margins and books and accounting that you could look at month over month in the past that we can review their performance. Okay. So when you have a business like that, we're able to ascertain, should we have women invest in it or anybody, anyone? It's not just open to women. We're a women-centric firm because we seek to serve them first and foremost because of how women show up in community when they do have resources. But if we, if we bring people into that business as a top-level owner they're now taking part in the profits of that business because they own it. And that's the point of a business is to serve people and to be profitable. And so that deed of paying it forward, which investing really is a form of philanthropy because you're now make, creating waves inside local communities, you are receiving income as a result. And so that money is at work for you in a very tangible way that's real and measurable. And it's income that you can rely on. So you now have an asset that is behind your name. Maybe you have several assets. Like, you know, we love for people to have more than one thing in their portfolio. The more you can contribute, the more you'll build up a portfolio. And it's exciting to even think that you have a portfolio. It's like, wow, oh, I have a portfolio. Like, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of once you're playing the game at that level, even if it's very tiny, like I'm talking $1,000, $10,000, 50K, 100K, just making movements inside there. Banks will lend you money. You have access to credit cards. You can get mortgages. Like other things, those assets, this is where the word leverage comes in. You can leverage those assets 
to create more goodness in your life. So it's just win after win after win. And just the energy. Well, actually, before I go there, I will say personally, I was talking to one of my friends about this. I was like, if I'm going to have, you know, like this set amount of money in my savings that I know I never really touch, (laughs) why would I have it there when I could move it somewhere where it's helping people have jobs? Mm -hmm. Right. And like helping more businesses be created so that more jobs can, like to me, just the energetic effect of that, that ripple out effect. Like it makes me feel like really good. Like for me, it fills me up to feel like I'm contributing versus yeah. like, okay, we had the money just sitting like who, like it's not, it's not even helping me. I'm not even using it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so for me, there's that piece. And then just the, the energetics of, of exchanging money, circulating money and like what that does for you personally, the expansion there. And I see that everywhere in my life. Like that's going to like your willingness to circulate money. Uh, that's really going to mirror how much you, you know, you're know you receiving. And that could be in your business. That can be in your romantic relationship. That will be with your health. And I think that's another big piece as well that I know we wanted to touch on is because you were saying like, it's very clear in America, this receiving problem. Yeah. So yeah. what are you seeing there? What am I seeing there? Well, this is such an important because we're reminded of how much us, our subconscious is driving this video game, right? And they're our sweet little avatar. Aw, so much compassion for all of us just running around lost. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this is quite a journey that, that we're asked to undertake to be here. And so I totally get it why we don't get it and why it doesn't click and why the information is hidden from us. But we really do have problems as a species with receiving and especially the feminine, and really understanding what it means. Because people will talk to us about the tangibles, and their safety mechanism kicks in, and they want to understand their returns, and they just really want to understand the tangible result. And I look them dead in the eye, and I say, it's the intangible result of what this will do for your life, and all of the lives that you touch, that is something that I cannot quantify. The result is so much greater just because of who you become and the hologram and the embodiment and the physicality of taking on that role inside the video game. So inside the, the simulation, you have like leveled up as a player big time, big time by saying, I recognize and I give a shit. And I put my money where my mouth is, which is the number one most coveted resource on the planet. And I have some, and I chose to circulate it and distribute it in ways that are extremely meaningful. And we do keep ourselves in lack. We don't, we literally don't know how to receive. So the idea, you are the perfect example. And Christina is like such an action taker. Okay. Like this woman puts her money where her mouth is and like just total transparency has invested with us. Like is just someone that just jumps and like gets it and is constantly shooting out arrows of desire. And I learn from her every freaking day, every day. Like I'm in the channel collective. I'm like in all the memberships, like <laughs> learning and absorbing and serves. And soaking it up because this is my work also being reflected back at me, right? Creating that possibility for you. And what you told me that you wanted to do is meditate all day and maybe some other things. Channel books. I'm kidding. But channel (laughs) books, put out great work, but ultimately be a creator. And I'd say for most feminine, whether or not they can understand it or even hear it or receive it at this moment, that is the ultimate of ultimate desires is to be a creator being in whatever it looks like. That's not saying quit your job. That's not saying don't have a family. Do all the things. But once that feminine need for safety has been satisfied, how you can show up 
so different. Imagine running your coaching programs and like not being dependent on what people were paying in order for your creations and literally just showing up in your fullest because you could. You'd probably be so relaxed, you'd charge twice as much. That's the funny thing because the value of your work could actually really be apparent for you once you remove need and could just live in the want. Because want is expansion. Like, why are your desires given to you? It was just such a, a really beautiful inversion. Like, we ha- like I keep saying, we have to be so delusional that we can invert the distortion. Yeah. And I mean, I f- I'm like this with everything. Like, the second I, ha- I have to do something, I don't want to fucking no. do it. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> it's like, when it's on my calendar, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then you remove it. I'm like, oh, I think I want to do that now, you know? Yeah. And I think... It's been such a journey for me with like the hyper independence and realizing, especially with running different businesses and feeling this pull of, I have this whole, most of me is just such a creator. It's just like channel, right? And the more Mm -hmm. I go in that direction, all of the other stuff really drags me down. I'm like, how burnt out does that make me to try and talk between both versus letting someone, something, many things outside of me be the masculine energy support. So I feel totally safe and relaxed, like to flow. You know, somebody who said it really well was our friend, Dr. Robin McKay. (laughs) Uh, And she was saying, she's like, if you're channeling divine consciousness, everybody listening, if you're channeling divine consciousness, but you are in a state of nervous system dysregulation or fear, it's all going to be channeled through that funnel. And then what's the result? Right. So when we're trying to channel divine consciousness through whatever you're creating, you know, in your life, in your business, but at a foundational level, your nervous system feels dysregulated because it's like, am I going to make enough, you know, money for all the things I want to do? And is is this offer going to make enough money? Like whatever it is, that's going to totally distort what we're bringing through. Like, I mean, obvious, right? You when you create from a relaxed space, that is where. The divine can come through. There's a reason I go out in the forest in the middle of fucking nowhere to write a book. <laughs> you know, like I can't have any anything distracting me. And I think with that though is that feeling of like it's too good to be true. Like we don't trust people or things to support us. We think if it sounds too easy, it's a scam. Do you think that's yeah. a world thing or an American thing? I think it's a world thing. Okay. And I'm grateful to the creator for putting that inside the program. I understand why it's there. Like the need for safety and us keeping ourselves alive and having a risk lens on the things that we do. You know, should we cross the street? Should we not? Is the stove hot? Like that's really important, but there's levels to this shit. Yeah. There's levels to this. And so, you know, it's evolve or die. If you're sitting still, you're stagnating and then therefore just dying more and more each day and choosing to live a healthy and vibrant life and a resource life is actually just dying slower, which means more time to impact and create change and be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. It's really more time to be thoughtful. And funnily enough, that's all that we are is one big giant thought cloud, <laughs> the consciousness. So it's funny how we think that we need to do so much to trade time for money and just do all of it. And I know you're a big proponent of talking about being, but then there is also exactly as you've quoted Robin and Robin says many things magnificent, magnificently, that added lens is a layer inside the filter and then how we're, we're the sieve through which all that data is coming through is, is now also implicated by our own genetic code because of how we're looking at it. So it's really important that we work to remove those blocks. But as I've said, the healing happens inside the relationship. So the only way to combat it is to really be inside massive action. You have to take the steps. 
Because once you're inside the action, now you're, the train is moving. So you're not going to stop the train. It's already going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the ripple effect can continue to carry you and you can actually be in a much more surrendered state because you are being carried. Mm-hmm. So we think that we need to widen our lens and open our eyes and, and do all these things and broaden the perspective. But it's when you can relax to a degree of softening your gaze that you can actually see everything that's there to be seen. And the way for that to happen is to resource yourself and the way to resource yourself is to take steps to do so. So, <laughs> so you call this lifestyle investing. Yep. And that means buying businesses. That means that you are sustained and earning income to a point that sustains your lifestyle. So your monthly, yearly, daily, whatever expenses that you categorize, you've invested to a degree that you can maintain your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Then we'll look at growth. Then we'll look at philanthropy. Then we'll look at all the things. But my goal is, can the average San Diego resident pay their rent, do their coaching, drink their smoothie, do whatever their heart desires at a level that's sustainable? Like, let's start there. That's such a stretch for most people that I'm like, yeah, it's like, imagine your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Then we can start talking about things like retirement and all the other stuff. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so different. Like, cause I'm sure people, it's like, well, what's the benefit of this versus, you know, stocks or other types of investments. And I'm like, oh. yeah, go. Yeah. The light bulb moment. We started touching on this after, but you know, you and I are like light beams going in every direction. Yeah. Um, we think of investing and right now the super hot trend and why I said this is established businesses that are existing with cash flow we can count on. I'm from the startup world and so is Camilla. And we both have tech backgrounds and I am not talking about angel investing in tech or startups. Being very, very clear as to that distinction. And I'm not against it, but we don't talk enough about how those systems are failing women about the implied risks and inherent risks of writing a lottery ticket. Like ultimately, when you hand over a check to a startup, that is potential. And the truth is that 98% of startups fail. (laughs) And of all the funding out there inside the very mediocre system in which um, that ecosystem is existing, which is not only an echo chamber, only 2% of that funding is going to women. So I really have decided to bypass the entire joke and stop making a joke of myself and other women and be like... What are wealthy men doing? What do they have access to? I want that. And every woman in my world deserves that inherently, whether or not she thinks she's worthy, I already see it and let's fucking go. So that's how you get treated inside the celestial universe. So you wouldn't have to go to the 10 different accountants. You're like, oh, I went to one and they told me about life insurance. And you're like, I could do that. And then another one up leveled you a little bit. And then in the next one, it's like, what if it was all in one place? And we just had the coolest, latest, greatest of whatever the heck rich people are doing because you are a rich person inside that has not yet been realized. <laughs> you need to enter the sphere, like be inside the hologram of that. And the minute that happens, we're here to carry you. Like we're here to do it together, but you got to take steps. The other thing, I'm a huge proponent of startups and innovation. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm saying that the current system doesn't work. And I decided to jump out of like races that aren't like, why run races that you can't win? There's, there's literally no point. It's not about being a sore loser. It's about being a better winner. <laughs> right? So all of our profit is already earmarked. Like we understand our distributions very clearly. How much goes to investors? How much goes internally? How much goes to a fund that we will build? So ending where you began, Stephen Covey's Seven Principles, if anyone knows that book. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you always begin with the end in mind. So I started out to raise a fund with Bloom Fund, and that still exists. So a portion of our profit is earmarked 
to an investment fund. So by participating in our deals, you actually would then be contributing to an allocation in our fund where we could then look at startups, look at the philanthropy, look at climate change, look at all of the work that so many of our great friends are doing in those ecosystems and actually help them as women investors, but also as women advisors. Because we know that what they need to run their business is different than what the current masculine dominated machine of the tech ecosystem is offering them. There's a whole different way to go about things. And many of us inside uh, spiritual communities and our Healy Feely friends have been there. And that's why we've ended up on the path that we're on because we know that embodiment is key. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you become a coach, yada, yada, yada. But you could still pay it forward by paying it back. Yeah. Well, and you're like the difference is I think about, I mean, I have invested in different startups. And for me, mm-hmm. that money is I'm putting it there and I know I might not get it back yeah. at all. And it's also, it's put there and I'm not getting like, I got to wait till someone sells. Right. Right. Like I'm waiting until they sell, which could be who knows how long, if I'm going to get any money, that's a very different thing than putting money into a business that's already cash flowing and getting a check. Yeah. Based on <laughs> Revenue. It's not even the same type yeah. or style or scope of investing at all. It's a very, very, very high risk activity, not suitable for people at the beginning of their investing journey and really barely even suitable for people at end of life on their investing journey. Like you really have to understand the profiles of companies, how to do due diligence, how to understand the potential of a founder to actually execute a business plan from start to commercialization. Because that's what really a business needs to be at the scale of commercialization to actually be real and be inside a marketplace and have customers that they're serving and just all, all of those things. So think of it as a charitable contribution. Really for angel investing, think of it as I did it because it made me feel great. I believe in this cause and I gave the money away. Do not look for a return. It is great to get a return, but it is highly unlikely, probably not ever. And that's the for real, for real. So, you know, you've given them 50K, you're not getting interest on it and you may never see it again. So the only time to just be very clear for all our listeners, when you're angel investing, the only time to have a return on your investment is when that company has a liquidity event. And liquidity event, it means the company is sold, acquired, or they receive a bigger investment in which they sell the original shares that you bought back to you and provide you money as a thank you or they take the company public or something like that. I can tell you right now, most of the startups that you know are not going to do that. <laughs> like, it's highly unlikely that they reach mm-hmm. those stages. And we are definitely cheering for and all the way behind the ones that will. And so that discernment is huge. Yeah. But when you're investing as a fund with other professionals that know how to invest and are looking at those risk profiles alongside you and educating you, we can make better, more informed in your investments together and really prop up the ecosystem in a healthier way. Yeah, totally different. And I think that's why with Celestial, it's so great. Like if you're listening, you're, you're new to this. Cause I think most people, when they think investing in a company, they immediately think of angel investing, you know? I did. And yeah, right. So this is like, if you have, and then if you think about investments, usually there's a lot higher requirement for, mm-hmm. for how much you can put in, but this is- yeah. Putting money into something that's already cash flowing, it's not like we're going to see if the startup makes it. It's this is already making money. It's getting expanded. And then I'm getting consistent return back. Mm -hmm. Totally different. Yeah, you just bought it. Like literally nothing changes with the operations except who owns it. So we were all, we're all still laying on our yacht as we originally were. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Like put, put in your mind, just put yourself there. Yeah. Right. 
please put yourself there because that's you know the highest out. Always living in the outcome. What is your vision interpretation of the new financial paradigm? Oh Lord, <laughs> I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> you can count on me. <laughs> yeah, I think that we can really have global impact if we start addressing our local communities in more real ways. That's putting our money where our mouth is and keeping people employed and caring, ultimately. Um, I really hate harping on about the pandemic. I'm so over it. And I think it's been a beautiful experiment to see how did all the players in the game show up and what happened and who was resourced and what was the end result and what are their measurements, KPIs and tangibles that we can take away from it when events such as this happen. So we now know that banks, institutions, governments, et cetera, are limited, not only in their outreach, but in their scope and who they can help. And if you even believe that you should be helped by those systems and or not, and if you'll qualify, depending, right? So if we don't start to create micro economies in which we can rely on ourselves and bypass these institutions, we're going to be, continue to be in big trouble because these types of things have actually always happened. We simply now have access to so much more data because of the internet that we're aware. There have always been outbreaks. There have always been diseases. There will always be tsunamis, chickenpox, whatever. That's always been the case. Like a huge portion of the populace is consistently being wiped out by one thing or another. That's not new. Our awareness of it is new. And therefore our dependency, codependency, or interdependency, depending where you're on it with your scale of resilience, is also new because there's these new things to be aware of. Like, oh yeah, okay, this happens sometimes. And economies go through crises and then who's there to help? And so when you are dependent on local communities in ways that are, are safe and known to you and within your reach and your grasp, even if it's an illusion that it's safe, the risk of element, you're actually participating in that change, right? So us being our own banks by private lending, for example, Right? Something you and I have spoken about before. Like when you, there are literally people who make money and live off of interest and/or returns on lending other people money privately. Nothing to do with the bank. Like they might wire it between their bank accounts, but they didn't go and borrow money from the bank and go through like that whole process of qualifying. They found a person that lends money out, and we do that between individuals inside our group and as a company, we do that. So th when I say creating microeconomies, that's what I mean. And I really do see us heading in that direction just as a society, especially with the digitization of everything that's happening. You know, you brought up cryptocurrencies, et cetera. There's just so much information coming at us. And the best way to discern something is to, is to be involved with things that you understand. And in general, most women understand that they want to feel safe, they want to have money, and they want to participate in their community. So we just make it relatable because I really can't relate to like Bank of America, not like name drop, drop like certain institutions. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. But I'm just saying like any name that anyone could recognize, right? Like Douche Bank, whatever, all of those yeah. banks. And my hope is that we grow to be a bank. Like we're still that New York style, fancy Wall Street investment firm. I hope that we never fucking feel like it ever. Like the cool factor is paramount for me. The fact that we are leading edge is paramount for me. The fact that any woman is welcome through our door, no matter her financial situation, to me, that's the financial paradigm of the future. Where and how can I slot myself into this system? And you are creating a system for me, not I have to conform to your system. Mm -hmm. Conformity is what's killing us. We're literally being assimilated into the Borg. <laughs> No, that's, <laughs> that's the distortion, like taking over the mind control. 
Like, what if we created systems that people actually wanted? I solicit feedback from our members. Our intention is that every single community member will own the institution by the time I'm done with it. We should all have a share mm-hmm. and therefore voting rights and how we operate. Very important. Imagine a credit union at a mass scale. It's that type of thing. But all we own is assets. Yeah. Well, I think one of the big things for me was like just the accessibility factor and me feeling like there's all there are all these people who make a lot of money just by moving their money. Yeah. And how do they figure out what the hell they're doing? And like I thought that all of them had a much deeper understanding than they actually do about what they're doing. Right. And then like you explained to me, like, this is literally the level to which men understand it. They just like have somebody else being like, this is the right deal. Like move your money here. And like this is what it looks like. Yeah. They have helpers. And women are great at that. Look for the helpers. Yeah. Right. That's very, even as we're saying it, chills and feeling like the Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene type energy coming in. It's like, look for the helpers. Yeah. And you said men, it's like they're getting a text on their phone saying, hey, I've got a deal. Interested? Like they don't overcomplicate and go into like, tell me more. I'm interested. Can we jump on a call sometime? Yada, yada. Like, great. Here's what it is. Here's, here's how you can benefit. Sign me up. And the accessibility of like a notification being on the front of your phone and that being available to you as a woman is actually a big deal. It's not currently available to anyone. Yeah. I mean, there's the shifting the financial paradigm, like putting more money into women's hands, but there's also the like anchoring in light. And I think about just the amount, like the frequency it holds. I mean, we know what it's like, like you, me and Camilla on a call. I'm like, (laughs) something's about to explode, (laughs) right? And you think about a group where everybody's holding that much light, all putting their money toward a company, like what that infuses into the business, the ripple out effect, and think about the more businesses that we can touch, the more people, what that does for the land, right? Like, and just how that spreads out. And for me, this is really this whole other aspect of being, if you want to call it a light leader, right? I know that can sound fluffy, but I really do think it's the best, the best term, what that really means. And we can't leave money out of out of the conversation. This is a major way that we can anchor in light, spread light, and shift the energy within businesses and the financial system. Like for me, it's not just about moving money. It's about the energy because for, I think a lot of us have a bad taste in our mouths when it comes to, it's, it's everything connects to government, which is financial institutions, financial structures and money, right? And that's part of why a lot of women get sticky with money because of that taste. And it's not money. That's the problem. Money wants to support us, right? Like we need to shift the frequency within all of these structures and we have the power to change that. And the power really is in coming together. Like you think about when people meditate all together and we know what that does to the Schumann residents. If everybody meditated at the same time, it's the same effect. If we are, are all directing intention right? Like focus, energy, money in one direction, mm-hmm. all of that momentum. And that is a major shift. So for me, exactly. I want to like pull that all together because that's so important for people I connect with it and work with of like, anytime there's a monetary exchange, I have to know that people involved hold that same amount of light. And like, you know, you Camilla are both channels and like, <laughs> we, we see the bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. and I think for a lot of people listening, I just want you to connect, connect that in terms of like, how, how is this related to your mission and maybe a way that you weren't realizing before we can't leave money out of the conversation. The integrity and the container being pristine is of paramount importance. And even just the gravity of the texture of those words, pristine, like that crystal clarity, the crystalline 
structure of the container. Like this is this is the work of many lifetimes. And I'm, I'm emotional hearing you say it, the connection back to the land, all of those things. You know offline that those are things that are very near and dear to me. And, and that's the fabric that's holding this all together. And I really do see women all over the world. Like we have investors internationally already. It's, it's like a, a new tapestry being woven. And I literally just see light beams all over the world lit up. It's like, what is a new web? If the internet, if the blockchain, if all of these things are just the neural network, if it's just our brain in a physical form that we can see, then what is a new neural network that we can continually create by choosing to evolve, by choosing to participate? I think that's the new financial paradigm. It's a text on your phone because you deserve it. And it's just that easy. And it's one click away. If we're supposed to own our data, if all of these shifts are happening, it's like, okay, great. And what does that enable me to do? How can I create ease and flow and circulation as a result? What am I choosing? And I know it can feel really overwhelming, which is like why I wanted to have this conversation because you guys make it so easy. Like it literally is, (laughs) it's like so easy. I can't get over it. Like every deal that is presented is laid out so simply, easily, all the information you would need to know explained in a way. You don't have to have any understanding of the economy or investments. You don't really have to, you just like, oh. if you can listen to this podcast, you're going to be fine. Totally. If I can understand it, if I can understand it, I promise <laughs> you can understand it. And then it's very much just like, you get to choose if that's something that you want to, you know, invest in or move forward with. And it really is that easy and well, you don't need a hundred million dollars to do it. <laughs> no, we dispel that myth right on the very front. We have two different websites. One is you know the institutional us as an investment firm, but there's also then our community site so that women understand how it works and they can enter our community and be in our mailing list and, and stay up to date. So the steps are very easily laid out there. But to just set the standard and set the tone, I have the attention of a housefly. As a manifesting generator, I am shooting off in many directions and constantly drawing inspiration from many sources. So, you know, I'm a think of like a retired management consultant that is now just doing what she loves and building her legacy and leaving something on the planet that I think is impactful. So this is a huge undertaking, building a financial institution. And my standard as someone that is used to compiling pages that are hundreds of documents and then knowing what it's like for the end user to read that and receive that as like I had to do it in my corporate sphere. Um, is that my standard is now five clicks or less. Like literally to get me to do anything is five clicks or less. It is one pager summaries with an appendix that could be 60 pages for those that require that feminine need for safety. You know, our staff has done all the things, the investment and the, the analysis and all the language is there. But in plain English on the front page, tell me what it is. And then in the least amount of steps possible, let me play. So Christina went through one of our investments on our professional platform. And I was like, I promise you, cross my heart, hope to die. (laughs) If it is more than five steps, I have failed. And it was, right? It was log in, put in the amount, hit a verification box, click yes. And then the hardest step was walk to your bank. Yeah. And or go to the computer and send a wire transfer. (laughs) But like the actual interaction with us, Mm It, it literally needs to be as easy as possible or I won't do it yeah. because barriers to accessibility are a problem. 100%. I mean, I had set aside like all of this time of my yeah. day. I was like, I got to sit down and like, <laughs> I know this is going to take no. me half my day. And I was like, oh, how do I build up? And then I go and I finally do it. And I'm like, that was five minutes. <laughs> like it's done. underwhelming. Done. It's <laughs> underwhelming. So it really is 
easy, you know, if it interests you. So if people want to, you know, get in, wh- yeah. where do they start? Yeah. So the, the community, the easiest way to interact with the community is we are celestial.com. And when you're in there, then there's um, a link that you could put to apply. We just want to know a little bit about you and understand your intention. And then you will join our telegram group. My wish and what we're working on at the moment is, you know, systems of sophistication, but I'm still determining what that is in ways that are not overwhelming for people. So I don't want huge technology portals that are barriers. So right now it's just a simple chat because that's what the rich bros are doing. And that's what you're getting because you're worth it. So we are celestial.com. If you want the institutional, you know, corporate side of things, then we're at uh, celestialgroup.co. I'm also available for personal outreach on LinkedIn. If anyone just wants to see my face and verify that I'm a legit human. (laughs) So I'm happy for anyone to look me up that needs to. And I always invite that. Okay, perfect. And we'll put all of the links in the show notes so everybody can check it out. But this is this is amazing. I'm so excited for people to hear it. We got to we got to, you know, make some moves, take some action. I'll just talk about it. I think a lot of people we like to talk, 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 talk. I'm going to do this. Yeah, we're going to shift this paradigm. It's like, when are we going to do something? You know, and this this is a big move to make. Big mm-hmm. energy shift. Yeah. And so. you know that money favors speed and what that means, right? Like once you're in a, a tidal wave or in a pool of circulation, it doesn't stop, which is the beauty of it because that's life supporting life and resources are drawn towards life supporting life. That's just how it works. So when you're talking about it, you're staying inside stagnation because you're repeating a story and like deepening that mental model of why you can't. But yeah. deals also move fast. Like deals are available for like a couple days, a month. Once it's gone, it's gone. Like a next month, there'll be something else. Maybe that might pay you less, might pay more. We'll see, but you're taking a chance every month that you don't take an action, right? So it's like to really be in the swept up by the current and then therefore able to surrender to the tide is to take action. I can repeat one thing. I literally came on the podcast and only said one word and like hung up the phone. It would be, please, for the love of all that is holy and beautiful inside you, take action. Yes. In your life. That I mean, that's manifestation. In your life. <laughs> that is how you manifest, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's how it happens. So in your life. Repeat. There we go. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know we could talk for hours. You're you're the best. And I just appreciate you so much and love you so much. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait for the next 10 topics. <laughs> Huge thank you to Jennifer for coming on the podcast and having such an epic conversation. Be sure to check out Celestial at wearecelestial.com and celestialgroup.co. You can also find Jennifer on Instagram at imjennifer.co, I-M-J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R.co. And her website is imjennifer.co. That will be in the show notes as well. If you enjoyed this, if you got some value out of it, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me, tag at Christina, the channel podcast and tag Jennifer so that we can see you are listening and enjoying it. I appreciate that so much when you do share the episode. And if there is a woman in your life who you feel like would be interested to learn about these topics, if you think that, you know, she might find this conversation interesting, send her the link. Sharing podcast links is truly caring. And it's just an easy way to spread some different information that might help people out. We love circulating energy and I appreciate it so much. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.